Hello everyone, greetings. My name is Susanne Treiber. I'm a novelist and a personal stylist. I would like to introduce you to my novel debut, Sweet Coco and the Dream Hero, which I published as a print edition and ebook via bookmondo.di. Click on the button store at Bookmondo and type in Susanne Treiber. That's how you find my books. Yes, if you prefer the English language, you can find the ebook as English edition Sweet Coco and the Dream Hero on Amazon Kindle. All you have to do is type my name into the search box in the category Kindle Shop. The novel was written while I was attending to novel school. It fully felt a big dream for me to write down all my stories with the sound concept in the background. I am glad if you stop by my website as a personal stylist. HTTPS uh, colon double slash www.pointyourbeststyle-princessandbusiness.com I'm happy to tell you a little more about the creation of the novel and the author on each episode. Today's topics. What does a notebook have to do with a novel? Girlfriends, the foster parents of Belinda, and a later a reading of chapter 2 and 3. Yes, first, what does a notebook have to do with a novel? 2018 in the summer, I discovered a wonderful notebook <laughs> in my favorite town in Meersburg and Lake Constance. I felt there was a story connected to it. I soon started writing down the meeting of Belinda and her dream hero, creating various happy endings. <laughs> it was just an excerpt from the story, but it kept, kept me busy until winter. Over the Christmas season, I came across an ad for the novel school and took a mini course. I was intrigued and asked myself, could I turn my notes into a full novel? I enrolled in the novel school in 2019 and while training to be a novelist, was able to turn my lines into the novel Sweet Coco and the Dream Hero. Yes, now we have uh, the reading of chapter 2 and 3. Yes, about girlfriends and the foster parents, it's best to see for yourself the friendship of Belinda and Dolly and to help you better understand why Belinda goes to fashion design school in London, let me introduce you to Belle's foster parents from Chapter 3. However, without Dolly's encouragement, Belle would not have mustered the courage. <laughs> yes, now... Chapter 2 and now Belle was sitting in the bus, Rob with the cocoa cup in her lap and her favorite armchair, brooding desperately. She had trusted Robert unconditionally. In her wildest dream, she had never expected anything like this. Had she misused him? The wedding date had not been yet fixed. They had been promised to each other for two years. Hop and his family loved Belinda from the very beginning and wanted to take responsibility for her. With Robert at her side, she always felt so safe and secure. 
she had grown into his extended family very well. She liked to flirt with his siblings and his parents had almost become surrogate parents for her. Of course, Robert was very close to tradition and family and also trusted his father completely in business matters. However, Belfield orphaned again by his unpleasant actions. The doorbell rang. She jumped up. Sure, Rob came back and wanted to tell her that it was all a, a, just a stupid joke. But it was Dolly. Hi, dear. How do you look? <laughs> Could I stay with you tonight? I got into a fight with my boyfriend and ran away from him. You too, thought Belle. Oh, you poor thing, come on in. <laughs> Dolly threw her little fancy suitcase on the guest bed. She had often been a guest at Belle's house when there were problems with her constantly changing companions. Dolly, would you like some cocoa? I'd rather not, you know, I have to watch my weight. Sweetheart, I have to watch my line too, but the cocoa doesn't upset me. One coffee black. I'd rather have that all after the champagne. There you see, Dolly, champagne isn't good for your line either. I know, Dolly replied. Tomorrow I will skip breakfast. I was so stressed with Angelo, he had only eyes for other girls again, so I drank more than is good for me. I don't think I know this Angelo yet. Well, you didn't miss much. We broke up. Tears of disappointment and Angel ran down her high cheekbones. What does this Angelo do for a living? He is a fashion photographer and always has the most glamorous assignments. I thought I could get out huge through him. <laughs> that was just like Dolly again. Belle had to laugh uh, despite her own grief. With the coffee, coffee cup in her hand, Dolly settled down in the wing chair opposite Belle. But now to you, my dear, what has brought you, Miss Fortune? Robert is flying to Jamaica tomorrow for a year. His father has simply decided to do so without further ado. Robert's family is interested in opening a coffee plantation, and he will learn the necessary knowledge there and practice. I bell, that's terrifying. Belinda wondered what Dolly was thinking with such an answer. I don't think so at all. I can't imagine living without him. Now I'm alone again with my foster parents. Bob has always so lovingly protected me from them. They always listen to him. But honey, you've got your own place. What are you going to do? I haven't thought about it yet. I need time to absorb the shock. Belinda took another sip of cocoa. Dolly squeezed herself in her oven chair next to her and put her arm around her. Oh, my sweet Belle, then we are now sisters in suffering. Belle started crying again. She pulled a face towel from her handbag and wiped it away. Strange as Dolly was sometimes, that night she was glad to have company. At the moment she didn't care that Belle's foster parents had never made a secret of their antipathy towards Dolly and didn't like when Belle put a girlfriend under her roof. She wondered, how could she bear their control mania for another year without Rob? She definitely didn't want to live in this apartment all year round without Robert. 
except to be entrusted with the sole task of getting married in a year and making all the preparations. Chapter 3 Although it was already after midnight, footsteps in the stairwell rang out. Dolly, I'm sorry, I can't believe it. My parents seem to be coming in despite the late hour, whispered Belle. Dolly understood and hurriedly disappeared into Belinda's bathroom. Belle quickly sat down in her lovingly furnished country house kitchen. There was a knock at Belle's front door. Belinda only managed a tender, come in, with an almost muzzled voice. We thought you were already asleep after the beautiful engagement party, but we heard voices upstairs. Do you still have visitors? Is Robert here? asked Belle's foster mother. No, mother. Belle most <coughs> revealed that Robert was already on his way to Jamaica. She bit her tongue and him. In time, their relationship with her foster parents was not so familiar that she could confide her pain to them. Confide her pain to them. Dolly is visiting me. Her father looked around because, like all men, Dolly was a tempting sight for him too. <laughs> but he did not discover her, cleared his throat, and entered Beth's kitchen with his wife. Belle's mother continued, Belinda, child, do not be so ungrateful. We do not want strangers in our house, and especially not a light girl like this Dolly. The way she was dressed today for too provocative, she just twists men's heads. By this she also meant her husband, whom she looked at reproachfully and who looked away impressed. <laughs> But mother, Dolly is not an easy girl. She's a fashion model and my best friend. Beth's foster mother continued her certain all. Influenced by this person <laughs> only harms you, Belinda. So I take Robert and his family with their arch-catholicism as my role model. This Italian chicolo that you are called girlfriend, uh, so-called girlfriend, had stuck to her skirt was no better. Belinda, this is no way to treat you, and we think visiting hours for strangers in our house are over now. Belinda had them tense and a lump in her throat. Yes, mother. That about says it all for today, doesn't it? Herman, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> the foster mother ended her speech with a look at her husband, who just nodded at her. We wish you a good night and expect respect for us. Come, Herman. Belinda's father, foster father, mumbled a good night greeting after Beth's foster mother nudged him to the elbow. They left the kitchen scene toward the staircase. Belle was really glad that they had kept a low profile with Robert's parents and Aunt Pat during the engagement party. She sighed, and despite the fact that she had resolved to remain strong, she burst into tears of despair. Dolly stormed out of the bathroom. She had witnessed the outburst. She took Belle in her arms and comforted her. Lovingly, lovingly she pushed Belinda into the living room, helped her into her favorite armchair, and held her in her arm until the, arms until, until the biggest flood of tears was over. 
When Belinda was responsive again, she asked nicely if there was anything else she could do for her and prepared Beth's favorite drink. Dolly, you are so sweet to me. I am glad to have you as a friend. Please stay with me tonight. I would never put you out in the street of this late hour. I take that on for the sake of our friendship, even if it means disrespecting my foster parents. Dolly laughed and took Belinda in her arms again. Price for our friendship. What's all the childish nonsense, Bill? How old are you to have put up with such nonsense? She replied. Oh, you can't imagine what I have been through here. I think you know only a fraction of it. Belinda, darling, I'm sure we'll think of something appropriate. I suggest we postpone this until tomorrow. Are you okay with that? And thank you so much, sweetie, for letting stay me here, she said, yawning, slipping into her seductive black lace mini dress and snuggled into her bed. Belinda moved into the bathroom.